What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Back Podcast back at you with another episode. <laughs> I can start over. Sorry, <laughs> what was that? <laughs> you, you know what it was? Like, you told me, like, I have a sexy yeah, bitch. Like, don't, like, don't blind, but don't I'm just going to go. I'm just going to go, and I fucked it all up. Um, <clears> and right. three, two. What's up, guys? Our Wrestling Podcast back at you with another episode. This is Dave Vicious along with Justin's Total Package, Craig the British Bulldog. Joe and Cuz are out this week, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Can someone feed me today's topic? Dave, we're doing the review, the 34th anniversary of the February 5, 1988 main event. The first ever main event primetime, primetime special on NBC from the WWE. Record-setting event. Lots to talk about here. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. Craig, are you excited? I'm, I'm, excited. I'm, I'm just still a bit stunned with, to, to hear 34 years. Like, you realize it's, I mm. knew it was 1988, but 34 years. We're talking junior high. I remember watching it. I remember being fully invested in this. Again, get off my lawn. I'm old. <laughs> 34 years. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019, or catch us on Facebook slash Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast. Jess, why are we doing this? 34 years, baby cakes. 34 years. (laughs) Did you just call me baby cakes? I oh called you God. baby cakes. It worked. 34 years. It's a little shorter. I'm, uh, you a little know, there. I'm not going to lie. There's only three matches on this card. However, um, yes. there, there are so many records that were sent by that were made by this event that still stand to this day. And I think we should talk about it. This is the primetime special. Like I said, NBC, 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Friday night. The main event, different from Saturday night's main event, which was always pre-taped. And always aired in the Saturday Night uh, Live spot. Whenever Saturday Night Live was on in the air that week, they would air the Saturday Night's main event. But this was the live primetime special. In fact, the the rematch rematch of Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant from WrestleMania 3. In fact, the production company was once once a month productions. And I don't know whether that was like an Ebersol McMahon kind of thing or whoever produced it. Uh, But Mm. it was because they it started with doing the off week of when Saturday Night Live was not uh, doing their their one week a month kind of thing. And then this was the primetime special, but has the fingerprints of NBC who had say in the production and Ebersol with McMahon. And we'll talk about that. And then I think you've talked about it in the past and your Saturday night's main event and history of that. But um, this is a very, very special night in wrestling history. Yeah. This is at market square arena in Indianapolis, Indiana. There is obviously no buy rate because this is on national television. I well, let's talk about the-, the rating, Dave. It's, it's, Tell me. 33 million viewers. Yep. 33 million viewers. I also couldn't find the attendance. That was a little tough. Did you catch that one, Jess, by the way? I, I mean, did I know not. It's sold I want to say it's funny. Uh, so uh, we'll go. The live broadcast drew a 15.2 Nelson rating, wow. which is 15.2 million households and a 33 million viewer. Both records for American televised wrestling that still stands to this day. Um, never be I want to say there was like 16 to 18,000. They actually did not sell the building out. Really? I did not Bruce know Bruce Pritchard okay. on his podcast, because Conrad's like, how the fuck in 1988, when everything sold out, how do you not sell it? And, and Bruce was like, I don't know. Like, we might have bought up a lot of tickets and not given them out. That could happen, too. 
but it was only like a, a shy of like two or a, a thousand or two of a sellout. It was I mean, very, you can also very, argue very it's, it's Indiana, bro. It's it's not yeah. like you yeah, know. but it's where the Pacers played. Um, yeah, hard of the. It, the, it was the, very very the close Midwest. to a sellout, but they were shy like a thousand or two thousand seats or something like that. It was weird. It's weird that it didn't sell out. Look at your picture, Dave, behind Andre. No, yeah, you don't. Those yeah. are the only empty seats in the arena. Everything else around it is totally full and packed. It's like that one block right there. Yeah, for some, I mean, obviously they sold the tickets on purpose and they quarantined that little, uh, but it didn't, not quarantine. Uh, Whoa, sorry. wait. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so they, it's it's really, really weird that they couldn't sell it out. I don't know why. I have no idea why. I think market maybe scalpers or something, or I, I don't know, maybe. Market Square Arena had a, a capacity of 16,500 for basketball. So you plus that, plus some on the floor. So take 2,000. You're talking fifteen to 16,000 people probably. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a great house. It was fantastic. Yeah. And the ratings, obviously, we just said, record that stand to this day. And it was a major, major smashing success for NBC, for sure. And this is a Vince McMahon announced event along with Jesse the Body Ventura. As always, Howard Finkel, the Fink, is on the mic announcing our matches for us. Um, we start off with a bit of a Dave Ad. Yep. Dave Ad. Yes. Aren't you going to ask me a question? Uh, I think so. I heard I heard something about that. You know every one of these interviews. Well, no, no, no. no that's what, not what, it. I, I, there's what? another promotion that has champions. I don't know why. Oh, my. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, my goodness. Jess, who are the champions of the other federations? National Wrestling Alliance. The actually has not quite sold the Turner yet, so it's still technically the NWA. Alliance. Uh, so far back. TV time uh, remaining. This is February 5 in 1988. Ric Flair was the NWA heavyweight champion. Rick Flair. Dusty Rhodes was Baby. the NWA United States heavyweight champion. We're not in Mike the polka dots yet. Yeah, that's right. Everybody knows Mike Rotundo was IRS. He was the W or NWA, excuse me, television champion. And yeah. the NWA tag team champions are Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, Bullshit, part of the Four Warriors. Horsemen. Stupid, you're stupid. That is what's going on <laughs> in the other program. So stupid. You can almost tell like something's off here. The, the send is off when you roll into this Hogan montage, and they are just. They are gushing over Hogan and his workout regimen here, what he's doing. Um, this is like, look at that. Um, there's a lot of things going on where you're like, mm, that was something weird. Smelled, well, first of all, fishy. so they start with, as they main events usually do, is a very slickly produced green screen um, chroma key kind of promos in the beginning, right? Yep. Where they have the wrestler and they have nice backgrounds with who they are. So you're telling a national television audience who this wrestler is. And then very slickly produced, and they do like four. I think uh, uh, the top the, four it's guys. The main marquee the, matches for the night. Yes, uh, which is always a really great. You add that plus the music, like, and I think these were like Ebersol touches. I could be wrong. Like adding a sense of urgency to the night because you're catering to a mainstream audience. And sure. little known fact, Dave, you alluded to it earlier, but Jess, as a child, I love this about him. I want to hug young Jess. Uh, memorized. These and always remembered these main event promos uh, and can tell them uh, verbatim by heart. And so we set a challenge before this if we threw one of the four. Uh, so, yeah, one of the so four everybody promos. knows Siren's main event. They started out with like these rapid fire promos from the feature match or yeah. whatever. And it's yeah. got that classic like Siren's yeah. main event music under it. And Macho Man started out, and I'm going to do the best I can because it's been a long time. This You've is my got fandom. It. You've got when it. I first became a wrestling fan, I was only a wrestling fan about two months or so before this event. 
So I was yeah. really fresh. I watched this event. I, I taped it when like, it was on NBC. And, and yeah. I watched this event over and over. I yeah, I probably watched this event like 50 times. And I'm not yeah. even like joking about that. Yeah. And uh, so it starts That's out low. with Macho That's Man, low. Randy Savage, and Elizabeth. And Macho Man goes, freak out, freak out. I'm the Macho Man, Randy Savage. And this is the bravest manager to ever get in the wrestling ring. My manager, the lovely Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. And you all saw that greasy bully honky talk man strike her down. Well, tonight he goes down. And I'm going to send him on the first bus back to Disgraceland. Yeah. Cut right, Elvis. One my ticket. Yeah. Oh, what so a whiner that macho man is. He couldn't keep this belt. <laughs> he couldn't keep his woman satisfied. You all saw her go head over heels over me. <laughs> and he was a lousy tune-up for my guitar. Oh, well, my. honky, he's a very lucky man. How so, Jimmy? He's very lucky. You don't play the piano. <laughs> And then to go. Was, <laughs> I can hear Harky. It's not very good. I, I don't. I think I might have missed a couple words, but no, I memorized it. I I'm sure it was perfect. Yeah. That was um. Yeah. That was not rehearsed. We we knew that he could do that, and we we. If I can uh, find that promo, well, I'll play it right after I do my challenge. Him on the spot. Oh, you yeah. you no, you can get it. It's totally available. I'm the Macho Man, Randy Savage, and this is the bravest woman ever to enter a wrestling ring, my manager, the lovely Elizabeth. Yeah, and you all saw that greasy bully honky-tonk man strike her down. Well, tonight he goes down, and I'm going to send the honky-tonk man on the first bus back to Disgraceland. Yeah, cut right, Elvis, one-way ticket, yeah. What a whiner that Macho Man is. <laughs> he couldn't keep this belt. He can't keep his woman satisfied. You all saw her fall head over heels over me. <laughs> and he was a lousy tuna for my guitar. But you know, he's a very lucky man. How so, Jimmy? He's very lucky you don't play the piano. <laughs> um, <clears throat> then we get into the actual well done, Jeff. Uh, vignettes. Yeah, great job. And it, it's it's literally honky, uh, you know, honky and then macho coming in with their, with their vignettes right before the match starts. And the one thing that I remember, I don't know why, but Honky called uh, Mean Gene Orkland Green Bean. Yeah. He's like, well, let me tell you something, Green Bean. Like, I'm like, what? So you're no journalist, Green Bean. That's right. You're missing the story here. <laughs> That's the right. Lovely Elizabeth, we know, we know. See, I memorized all this too. Yeah. She's over heels, right? Yeah, it's, 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 I, it I is really good. It's really funny. And didn't you get the sense that those promos were not like the, uh, a lot of the wrestlers at that point were doing them off the cuff? These, because it was national network TV, I got yes. the sense that Honky's written verbatim a lot well, of Ember like the saw, Elvis like, songs the, like, in the books leading up to it, talking about this. Ember NBC scripted all this; they wanted every promo yeah. scripted. Yeah, so it's funny that it, nowadays it, it, we we bitch about scripting now, but like back here for the NBC specials, they scripted everything. They wanted honestly, everything. Best thing they could have done because they they did it, and when they did it naturally, like Honky's was perfect. That little Elvis. Uh, alliterations in the songs and stuff was, yeah. was gold all of them oh, were gold yeah like the only the, the i'm gonna part. take her down a lonely street to the heartbreak hotel and jimmy's all like giggling and then but like then i the only I thing i don't cruel. understand and dave said it earlier is they did a like a two minute long vignette of hogan just working out to like, yeah. porno music to which jake, no, jake the snakes it was jake's theme music yes it was jake's theme music they hadn't given jake the snake theme music yet and this would become his theme music so this yeah. this primetime special, there was three matches, all three title matches. Randy Savage challenging the Honky Tonk Man for the Intercontinental Championship. Andre the Giant challenging Hulk Hogan for the World Wrestling Federation oh, Championship. Wow. And the Hard Foundation <clears throat> challenging Strike Force, who had just won the titles like four months earlier or two months earlier. Um, 
Challenging Strike Force for the WWF Tag Team titles. Those are the three matches. But there was a full card here before they went live on NBC. And Axe defeated Ken Patera in nine minutes, six seconds, which well, is weird. Go. That Yikes. Axe beat poor Ken Patera. Axe uh, working Rob- singles. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jake Roberts defeated Harley Race, 11 minutes, 21 seconds. Ron Bass wow. defeated Coco Beware, 6 minutes, 33 seconds. The wow. British Bulldog, David Boy Smith and Dynamite Kid, defeated the Islanders, 13 minutes and 42 seconds. Jim Duggan defeated the One Man Gang, 5 minutes, 55 seconds. And the Ultimate Warrior defeated Sika in 4 minutes and 1 Sika. second. Can you watch those wow. anywhere? Because I bet I they're recording so. them. I don't think they ever released those. I could be wrong, but Damn. I don't think so. And then, then they go live with the first match that we're going to get into right now, Dave. Yeah. Before we do, you got Macho uh, speaking entirely for Liz on his uh, little vignette. Uh, Craig was talking about how much that Liz is Liz is in this environment of please don't hurt me kind of thing. It's it's a very controlling relationship. Something that would never um, it would never air today. Dave, of, at the end of this doing? match, you saw Macho Man grow as a human being. All right. If you say so. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but wait, wait, what? Well, what? Um, okay. Then, like I said, we get into match number one. Macho Man Randy Savage is facing off the Intercontinental Champion Honky Tonk Man. Uh, we have Sensational Sherry, but she's not Sensational Sherry. She's actually Peggy Sue. Oh, spoiler. Uh, in this, as she comes down as supposedly, I find this fascinating that she is supposedly Honky's girlfriend here. Yeah. But Honky is totally enamored with Liz this entire time. Um, you have an open relationship. I don't want to talk about it, and I don't know why you have a problem with it. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's 1988. <laughs> I, I don't know. It seems weird, but. Oh my, my, my. You hear it? The honky tonk man is on his way. You know. I enjoyed the match. Uh, I, I didn't take crazy amount of notes here. Uh, I, I think to your point, just like the vignettes, these are very controlled. The the moves are very deliberate and, and time to get ready for the big event that they're trying to get to, um, to set off essentially uh, WrestleMania four and, and other items. I think it's I, not to, not to totally put the lead ahead, it's it, it's it's kind of hard to believe that aren't we're only a few months from Macho Man becoming world champion here. I mean, it's it's fascinating to think about. This, yeah, this was the blow off uh, match for the Honky and and uh, Savage feud, and then yeah, Macho Man on to bigger and better things. Yeah, it's it's incredible, and it's and why it was put like, on the special to see what the crowd how they would react, and the, they, they went bonkers for him. Yeah, yeah. So the crowd I was I mean, on fire I, for Savage. Yeah, they were on fire for Savage. They loved him. Um, and like I said, you see the growth at the end of the match um, with him and Elizabeth to, to kind of sh- to turn that face and go. And I, I gave it a solid B. I enjoyed the match. It was fun. But uh, it wasn't totally about that yet. It's about the next match that we're going to get into. Right. Yeah. I, and I agree with you, Dave. I, it, uh, everything about this, even though it did look natural, everything did flow well. 
was produced very, very slickly for this special and NBC. And we do know that Randall Poffo liked to rehearse his matches move to move yeah. anyway. Um, but I think every single camera I shot here and everything was scripted with little room for error. I think uh, if I'm just looking at it as an observer and from what I know and, and read, but honky, the perfect heel, um, uh, a good match, uh, intense. And that uh, I, I, Elizabeth um, kind of putting him up on the shoulder at the at the very end, like sent everybody home happy. And I think they were all done by, you know, th 13 minutes in. Uh, it, it was it was well done and a good setup for what was coming next. And they only, by the way, man, this whole thing was only an hour. Right. So it's like no time yeah. to mess around at all. Um, you've already had three minutes of Hulk. You've already had the promos. You've had the Vince and Ventura beginning you've probably had a couple commercial breaks and yeah. this was the first kind of sense of action and it was good i mean scott savage is so good and he looks good and he's tanned elizabeth is beautiful and you fall in love with her just by looking at her and 33 million people 33 million people probably fell in love um looking at her even if you hadn't seen her before uh you wanted to be her friend um it was good what was your grade yeah. b uh and i think honky looked good too he did his job yeah, great job. Uh, as the greatest intercontinental champion ever. I agree. Um, That'd be the minutes, 20 seconds. Like I, I give it a B minus and that's not a negative <sighs> thing. It was very sleekly produced. Like Craig said, and it was, it was designed to test the waters to see if macho man could garner the support of the crowd. This particular crowd here was huge. They were really into macho man Yeah, they were uh, and macho man won by DQ here or whatever. So it wasn't like a title change or anything like that. So I give it a B minus because they did what they were supposed to on one of the hottest shows in the history of professional wrestling. Um, and then, like Dave said, we all are here for the next match. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you if you just tuned in between Honky's promo, Savage's promo at the very, very beginning, and whatever little vignette, you got whatever you needed to get of why these two fucking hate each other. Like, yeah. as a average fan and just walking in off the street, turning on NBC at 8 o'clock on a Friday night they told the story of what you needed to get invested in it. And they did the job. Yeah. It was good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the second match, we had some silver dome footage where they're looking at it and you get a lot of hearsay of like, Hey Hogan, it's possible. He really never really won that match. That should have been a three count from the get. When we talk about it, they, they go back to the footage where Hogan tries to slam Andre at WrestleMania three yeah. right away. Um, well, Andre's Jess is on record way. of saying a million times that um, Andre did pin Hogan at WrestleMania yeah, that's, 3. That's it should continue. Oh, absolutely. One, two, <laughs> three. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, Sick and we it. get capped with additional footage there. And then we roll to Mean Gene Orkland with Andre the Giant, Virgil, and the Million Dollar Man uh, talking about what's going to happen. Uh, Jess, take it away. Sorry. <laughs> Put it right up. <laughs> now, I don't, I, I don't remember this interview, to be honest. Yeah. It's, it's, it's I, not used to, I used to. I used to. It's not that great. And then obviously we roll to, to Hogan and Gene uh, right after that. Um, that, that little montage Interesting well. note right here. The belt that Hogan is wearing is the belt that he wore for most of 86 and 87. When he comes out to the ring, he's the first person to ever wear the winged eagle belt. I literally have it in my notes. I got Andre versus Hogan. I said, Jess, did the belt change here when he comes out? Yes. Hogan did the pre-interview with the old belt. And for some odd reason, they gave him the winged eagle belt. I would think oh, that out. they would save the winged eagle for the winner of WrestleMania four. I don't know why they put it on Hogan here. I have no idea why. 
So uh, maybe a belt expert can chime in or whatever. But yes, in this interview with Gene Okerlund, which is pre-taped, by the way, Hogan was wearing the normal 86, 87 belt that he wore. That uh, seems then, so sloppy. If you're still pre-taping yeah. it that day or that night And this night is a live, this is a live event. And then when yeah. Hogan comes out live to the arena, he's where, he's the first wrestler to ever wear that winged eagle the that's winged on eagle. Andre's shoulder behind Dave. Yeah, it's, it's Hogan was the first guy to wear yeah. it. Why they wouldn't save it for WrestleMania, because that was the brand new champion after we talk about the controversy of this match, I don't know. I have no or even acknowledge it. Acknowledge yeah. the I new would, belt. I, I only have one I never picked up on that at all. I only have one argument, and it's weak, that it's another test to see are people going to falter on it? Are people going to give it a hard time? Like, what? What I like the old belt better. Like, is there any kind of outcry Maybe. when he comes out Maybe. with it? But yeah, we're, here we go. We've got uh, match number two. Our world champion, Hulk Hogan, wrestles Andre the Giant in their, in their final rematch. <laughs> I'm Ted DiBiase, the Million Dollar Man. And this is the one and only true heavyweight champion of the world, Andre the Giant. Hulk Hogan may wear the belt for now, but after tonight, that belt will fit as easily around Andre's waist as the Giant's hands fit around Hogan's neck. <laughs> Hogan, it feels so good. I can't wait to do it again. And again. And again. When that big, nasty giant snuck up behind me and put his filthy hands around my neck, I knew I was fighting for my life. Thousands of miles away, Hulkamaniacs couldn't breathe either. That's why tonight, when I step in the ring with Andre the Giant, the thoughts and the prayers of all those Hulkamaniacs that stood with me through the hard times are going to go in the ring with me. And Andre the Giant, with all that on my side, Hulkamania will never die. Mano Imano for the World Wrestling Federation Championship. Um, look, I, I have a hard time grading this in the realm of what the match was like. I give the whole thing an A just for the story alone. Um, the, the match doesn't matter um, when I talk about the work of it. What matters is how they built it to go and, and how <clears throat> Andre literally, I mean, Hogan's kind of taking advantage of him for a bit. And, Ho and basically, Andre just kind of does a... I don't know, like like a carry slam. He just kind of underhooks him and, and takes him to the ground. Says Andre did like a weird like a, a side suplex. He put him exactly. in a suplex front face lock, and then he just rolled him to the side. Yeah, yeah, and it wasn't even that big of a deal. And then we get into this amazing story um, from this point forward. The slam doesn't even matter. It's just getting Hogan to the floor and seeing what happens from there. Um, but I give it an A for story. And um, what I'd like to do is is um craig if you can go and then we'll let just kind of lay this out for us because i i don't know if anybody can can lay it out better as far as the the events yeah. that take hold after this yes indeed there could be a body slam or two here here comes andre oh yeah oh yeah Hawkster is just uptight. I mean, he is really ready for this. That can work against you. Also, I like I like the giant style. He stayed cool. He stayed calm. Hogan's been in total turmoil. Yeah, I I mean I agree. Andre and Hogan never had five star matches. Obviously, no, like they just they can't. They're not capable of it. But it doesn't matter. Like it's the it's it's gauging the crowd. It's the it's the build up. It's the momentum. 
You have 33 million people watching at home. A lot of these people aren't diehard wrestling fans anyway. A lot of people are just kind of tuning in. And yet, um, uh, they, whether you're a wrestling fan or not, to see the ending of this match, which, spoiler alert, involves two employees with WWF at the time, which are twins, and to then finally cash in that card, as McMahon did, with having Dave and Earl Hebner come in and evil twin referees is the gimmick. And Hogan says later, how much of the plastic surgery, brother? They, yeah. I don't think they knew quite where they were going to go. A and, and little Krager in junior high was beside himself. He fucking bought into this 1,000%. Hook, line, and his singer, mind bro. exploded. He didn't understand why there were two referees. And he was, he was it's the most perfect most visceral response I've ever had, and I remember watching it. You can't explain it uh, 34 years later. You had to watch it. Now when you look back, you're like, of course, they were twins, and they both worked the house shows or whatever, twins. It's that simple. But the fact they cashed in using these guys in the ending, and for Hogan to lose it after, uh, for, after so long, which you never thought he'd ever do, um, uh, it was such a momentous, groundbreaking, like, insane ending and uh, i just feel sorry for like the next eight minutes after this when they had to have like a rest of a match and um another thing but it was just so sure. incredibly done and um uh another another chapter in the andre hogan feud and mcmahon really saved a few cards and and saved something very very special for this kind of gimmick and how this ended. It was well, before, before Jess jumps into it too, Craig, I agree. I, I, I think about this. I'm like, he wanted to pull this card probably so many times. I'm going to pull this card where I have identical referees I, and there's going to, but he, he probably just, I can't do it yet. I can't do it. And when yeah. you know, you have a potential of over 30 million people watching. Well, you damn well better pull that card at that point. And there's not a better time to do that on national television in front of the world yeah. to, to see that happen. And to your point, we as kids were like, oh, my God, what is happening? So, Jess, what do you got, man? Lay it out for us. He had it from behind. Andre now. But maybe Lady Luck riding on his shoulders here tonight. One headbutt. A second headbutt. Andre spins a holster around. Suplex right on top of him. He's on it. Paul Hogan had been champion for four years. Yep. He was the reason why Vince, after buying the company from his dad, was able to take it to a mainstream and they crashed through all the barriers. This simply came to an end because Hogan wanted to leave for a while and film No Holds Barred. That's right. That's really what happened. That's what happened. And so after four years, they finally did it. Andre, of all people, because Andre did the favors, favors for Hogan at WrestleMania 3 and lost to him and got slammed by him. And then they held on to that controversy of that almost three count. Um, they do their rematch here. 33 million viewers for fuck's sake. Um, I give the match a C because sure. Andre was worse than he was at Mania 3, which was almost a year earlier. Yeah. Uh, Hogan did everything he could. Hogan's not Mr. Fucking Wrestler. You know, he's an entertainer. He's, a, he's better he, than people think, he, though. He, he, he is better than people think, but he plays to the crowd and everything. 
Sure. And uh, the end of this match saw Andre grabbing him, headbutting him from behind, doing a side suplex. The referee counts one. Hogan clearly puts his shoulders up. The referee counts two and three. And Andre the Giant is the new World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, ending Hell Hulk yeah. Hogan's four-year reign. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of this part. No. And new World Wrestling Federation heavyweight champion, Andre the Giant. That can't be. There he is, the new World Heavyweight Champion. The myth of Hulk Hogan's over. Well, you are the new World Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. This is no surprise. I told you I would have to win. And uh, so you're stunned for a second watching that and you're questioning yourself and you're like, dude, he had his shoulder up. Hogan had his shoulder up. Why the fuck is the referee not acknowledging it? What is happening right now? Vince McMahon's even saying that. Ventura's like, this is the NFL, Vince. There is no instant replay. So it happened so fast that you're just like, what the fuck happened? Did Hogan really get pinned? I remember the 10 year old Jess going, I think he just got pinned. Like, but you, you knew in your mind, like, no bullshit. He put his shoulder up. His shoulder was up. <laughs> like, so you couldn't understand why everybody, exactly everyone in the ring was acting yeah. like it was over. Um, yeah. But I give the storyline, like Dave said, an A fucking plus. Because after this, Andre surrenders the title to Ted DiBiase, which is what Ted DiBiase bought Andre to do. So he mm-hmm. puts the belt around Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase thinks he's the world heavyweight champion. We'll find out a couple weeks later that Jack Tunney says, no, Andre was an official world champion, but when he surrendered it, <laughs> you cannot surrender it to another person. You actually surrender it to the company. So Andre surrendered it to the company at that point. So Andre is a legit former WWF heavyweight champion, but DiBiase yeah. is not. So that sets up the tournament for WrestleMania four, but this whole thing. So all this happens, Andre, Puts the title on DiBiase. They're celebrating. They're walking around the outside of the ring. Hogan's pointing down and yelling at them. He turns around and sees the referee that counted the three. And then another referee that looks exactly like him fighting with each other. Over to figure out which the official referee assigned was a man by the name of Dave Hebner. I can't believe we're looking at two Dave Hebners. What's going on here? That's when uh, Vince and Ventura are like, there's two Dave Hebners. What the hell is going on? So Hogan does the whole thing. One Dave Hebner decks the other one. Then Hogan says, you've got to be the big Terrible punches and kicks, by the way, but it does not matter. So Hogan punches at the other one and goes, you've got to be the fake one. Picks him up, throws him, presses him over his head like the warrior. Throws him outside the ring. He barely hits DiBiase and Virgil's head, and Andre doesn't even attempt to catch him, by the way. And Hebner <laughs> falls like a sack of shit on the concrete floor. It's uh, Dave Hebner, one of the Hebners, I don't know who it was, yeah, almost died. He's dead. Almost died. Yeah. Yeah. And so then they go to a commercial. Vince is like, we'll be back. So, yeah. like, the whole thing happens. Yeah. Hogan loses the belt. He's done. 
like they come back. Andre the coroner Mead. is putting Earl Hebner on the gurney. <laughs> investigation. His twin brother no. is putting the other twin brother on the gurney. How could he not be an official? They come back and they do a whole thing. I'm sure Dave will talk about it here, where they interview DiBiase and they interview Hogan, and yeah, like, all they're good. all trying to figure out this confusion. Tears. What Hogan fuck? is crying when they come back. Hogan's literally crying. How much I money did they spend on out the plastic brother. When I turned around, me Gene, they were identical. Identical. Hundred dollar bills out of the pockets because they're showing the replay yeah. of the cap. How much for the plastic surgery, brother? Hulkamaniacs. Yeah. Oh god, and he's crying to the Hulkamaniacs. <laughs> it, but like, it's, it's perfection. It's camp, but it's perfection. Yes, he's, it's and amazing. he's so like it's a he, whole thing. So Hulk Hogan loses the title. Like I said, C plus or C for the match, whatever I gave it. Sure, a sure, plus sure. For the this sets up WrestleMania four, the tournament. It sets up everything. It's one of the greatest storylines in wrestling history. Sorry, Jess. What? Yeah. I think we've um, all seen uh, moments where we've we've been with families and people who aren't wrestling fans, and m- mostly this happens in WrestleMania when you have like house parties and things, and girlfriends and wives and family members sure. are watching, and you're like, "Who is this? Is that Junkyard Dog? Who, who is wrestling?" I've and heard then you of try him. to show I these mainstream in people, but this was a thing where like it must have been so easy, no matter who you were, to be sucked in to like. You're like, why is there two of the same person in the ring? That's why they, they did this special. <laughs> yeah. And it, I mean, it's it's good. It's very cut and dry. Good. It's and amazing evil. television. You amazing can watch Hulk Hogan for 10 seconds. And realize he's America. I love this guy. I, fuck, I love I love the cut of that guy's jib. He gets well, it. I'm a real he American. Him. That I guy like from Macho France. Man because you know what? He finally realized that his yeah. his woman makes him. <laughs> so I'm glad. Right. I'm glad right. that that happened. She knows your place. My woman. I love my woman, and yeah. she makes me. I'm so, gonna lift her and put her on my shoulder. She is so, going to smile. That is what so, is going to happen. So just while you bounce for a few seconds, I was saying the only storyline that I think is better is the Mega Powers Explode uh, kind well, of storyline. We yes, um, I agree. I uh, I 100% agree with that. And by the way, the second main event ever, the main event primetime special. Was the explosion of the mega power? Jealous so, eyes. But, but, but Jealous eyes. So, so think about it like this. So, so by, by the as, way, that story Dave started right here. That's what I'm. That's what yeah. I was gonna say. Yeah. So as soon as Hogan said, "I'm gonna go make movies, brother," Vince is like, "Okay, here's what we're gonna do," and he laid out the next two and a half years based on Hogan's wanting to depart and take a break and go make a movie. Yeah, putting it on Savage, building their friendship, and then, and then having Hogan come Elizabeth back Elizabeth in the middle, and win it back. Yeah. Yeah, and have the feud and, and the jealousy of Miss Elizabeth with Hogan and all it, that stuff. What a luxury Amazing. to have that time as Vince McMahon back then. At this point in 2022, 34 years later, you cannot book week to week. But back then, Vince said, here's my plan. We've got time. We have house show schedule. Yeah. People don't have the internet. We are, uh, we're we're, <laughs> we're long-term booking for uh, I know what the internet story. is. You don't yet, and I'll tell you later. And then uh, and, and 34 years later, he rips up the script to Raw every single week when he doesn't like what he sees and changes things on over. the fly yeah. when things... But uh, by the way, uh, before we get ahead of ourselves, Dave, we have a third patch. Do we not? 
Yeah, Dave. <laughs> a plus. Kind, kind of. I mean, we kind of we kind of girls have in cars. The, I like I mean, girls. We, we, in we have cars. we have the world we have the world tag team championship match, right? But we see all of what thirty seconds of it. See you later. Yeah, they 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 go back and forth. They start the match. It's Strike Force uh, defending against the Heart Foundation, who are trying to get yes. their tag titles back, and they do a whole thing. And then in the middle of the match, they keep cutting back and forth. The Hogan crying with Gene <laughs> back and forth yeah. or whatever. And then finally at the end, Vince McMahon comes back. He's like, we're out of time. And I just remember Bret Hart pile driving. I want to say it was Rick Martell going for the cover. One, two, we'll see you later. And it cuts off. But if you go to Peacock right now, they show the full match, which is only an extra 60 seconds long. Yeah. And then uh, uh, Martell gets a roll up. Uh, on Brett, I think if they had another minute, they would have seen like a sunset flip, quick roll up. Yeah, yeah. So we can't grade yeah. the match, but Strike Force did defend C minus. They didn't really space it out. I think probably... <laughs> they didn't show well, me we, enough. We, we, we talked. We talked about it before we we started recording the episode. I mean, literally, they put that match there just in case there was time left after you Hogan didn't Andre give a shit stuff. about that match. You were still like talking and like. Panting yeah. and like it was, just it was literally to yeah. fill the time before like cheers came Hogan on. Hogan lost the, the belt after next. four years. Yeah. Twin referees. D- is DiBiase champion? What the fuck are we doing right you now? You were still like screaming that. at your mom, like, well, I don't understand. Your dad and your dad is like, uh, told you it was fake. And then like, and everyone's like, no, they're twins. It's like, <laughs> well, what's what's funny three. about it, when you, when you go back and watch it now, you don't, until you watch it, you don't even remember that match happened. No, to your point you are freaking out. It was out. such a fucking mind fuck, and like just what just happened in my entire world that I've known for the last four years of Hogan just uh, is gone and exploded. What is happening? Life has betrayed me. And there's just a match going on in the background. Yeah. We'll see you yeah. next time. Yeah, Weird. and I'm like, oh, Bret Hart hit a nice pile driver. That was <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. never know. Arm drive. I guarantee. Give, give I guarantee you. Craig, uh, Jess was yelling at somebody and didn't even notice that a pile driver happened. About still mad about Hogan losing. Well, we were going nuts. And understandably so. The matches weren't even intended to be. Oh my god, five star or whatever you want to call it. They. This was all storyline driven. It was to get it's Macho Man out of the Intercontinental level. Yep. Ended feud with Honky without hurting Honky, and then ending Hogan's four year title reign, and then Macho Man would go on. It's amazing the way everything worked out here. That's why I wanted to talk about it because, like, even though it's super short, it it it's not a five star wrestling event. There's no five star match on it. But go back and watch this event just for it's the a, you feel the live energy when you're rewatching it because they did it. It is live. It is they did it live. Though. It was the just, first ever live primetime special in our yeah. lifetime. It, it is five star, but it's five star because of the storytelling, not because of the match work. Right. Right. That's all, that's all yes. it is. So. For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. Can you do us a solid on social media and give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWB2019, or catch us on Facebook slash Meta at Our Wrestling Podcast. Guys, do us a solid. Do us a solid. Join Just us on fun. social. Come on, guys. We're, we're, we're nice guys. guys. We don't, put, we don't do post it. naughty stuff, I promise. It you know, it's, like, it's all PG. Join David Butterfield's OnlyFans at... Uh, we have the sleekest... <laughs> we have the, I don't care. We have the sleekest podcast. We try to give you good visuals on YouTube. We put sound clips in. Nobody else does that shit. They just half-ass this stuff. Get fucking... Yeah, they're like, get, get smart oh, was good. and follow us. Stop being stupid. Sorry. Yeah, there you go. This is Dave, Jess, and Craig with the OWP signing off. Have a good one.